0: Welcome to the Bold Lawyer Podcast, hosted by me, J.D. Hoover, owner and founder of Bold Patents Law Firm. This show is for attorneys everywhere looking to grow and scale their law practice. It's also for those aspiring to someday hang their own shingle and it'll also be helpful for those that are still in law school or looking to transition from another career. I'm going to have guests on this show, attorneys that founded their own firms that will share their story and talk about the ups and downs and some of the gold nuggets they learned along the way. Come join me and learn a thing or two about the business of law. On the Bold Lawyer Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Bold Lawyers Show. I'm your host JD Hoover at Bold Patents Law Firm. I'm here with my co-host Matt Colseth.
1: Well, hello there. Hey, Matt. Oh
0: man, it's good to see isn't you.
1: Okay, hey. my mustache isn't blocking my uh, the sound.
0: No, it's actually kind of reverberating in a, in a nice way. Give me a little more of that, you know, <clears throat> male, masculine,
1: you know. Yeah, hair. I'm going for that. That's that's Excellent. me.
0: <laughs> and I've got something going here too, and I'm, I'm doing, yeah, you, do. you know, say like we did last week uh, on our Bold Inventor show, uh, we kicked off our uh, our Movember month. Um, as you always, you've been doing this longer than I have, but this is sort of just a uh, an increased awareness of men's health in general, specifically, you know, getting, getting screened for some of the nasty stuff, you know, cancer, prostate cancer, um, and then mental health as well um anything to quick note on that while we're talking facial yeah here? no
1: no i think you know men's health is really important i know a lot of yeah. us don't like going to the doctor but getting screens yeah. important and yep and men's health cancer you know suicide all that sort of stuff
0: for sure well this show is for uh attorneys not just male attorneys of course female attorneys um and uh gosh why not even say you know, those that are what's the word binary or non-binary attorneys out there yeah um, and we're we're talking to lawyers, right, uh, that, um, you know, we're, we're going to be interviewing. We got one backstage, um, a owner, founder of their own law firm, and we're going to hear their story. So that's coming up. Christopher Brown. Excited to have him on in just a bit. Um, this show is for you, the you know, attorney, the one that's looking to maybe, you know, go out and try this on your own or you've been at it and struggling. You're wondering what it's like hearing other people's stories, how you might be able to, you know, level up your game as an attorney. I know you and I Matt we, we bounce ideas off each other it's awesome and I think this yep. is a you know maybe it's you know still a you know thing in, in the law where I like oh I'm nervous about asking my you know a competitor whether they would let me know how they're running their you know the business side of the law but I'd like to break down any barriers there are because that's uh that's a shame I think we can all benefit from each other we had to you know Talk about how to how to help our our, our respect. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. It's not like you know we're competing. You know for the local. You know the town. You know legal, right. legal work. <laughs> right. You know this is we practice nationally. You know trademarks and patents. And you know, yes, I, I really don't feel like I have any competitors because there's just so much work. It just doesn't feel like there's any competition yeah. out there, right? You know, you know my uh my competition is me. Right.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now, hey, I mean, I, I, I will say we have competitors. I mean, it's like, it's like you know, I feel like Steve Jobs, you know, looking at Michael Dell, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to always have the big bad legal zooms and your whatever rocket lawyer and invent help. Yeah. You bet. I'm going out. I'm going to go find them, but our clients. Before we talk
1: they- a lot of smack about them.
0: Let's. Yeah. So anyway, there is competition. And, and that's important. Part of what we're talking about here is the business of law. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to bring on our guest, Christopher Brown. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So good to have you. Where do you hail out of, good sir? Let's
2: see, my office is in Olympia, Washington.
0: Yep, that's oh. right. Okay, a little west okay. of the mountains. So we're all, uh, you and I are both in Washington. Matt's out mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Um, I moved over to Eastern Washington a couple of years ago. So, but unfortunately, it's been raining cats and dogs like I remember. Right. West, then. what's the weather doing out
2: there? It's actually kind of sunny, we're actually, probably cloudy. So, yeah, you know, right, we it uh, is actually no rain uh, today, and no rain forecast for tomorrow, but then, cool. then we got weeks of rain coming up. So, yeah, just take it what we can get it, you know, break out the suntan lotion and you know, while we can and uh, we'll go from there. Unfortunately, I got the pasty white uh, white guy complexion, so uh, we're, we're kind of battling against nature here, but uh, we'll try,
0: yeah. So, well, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show and and you know being open to you know getting fired questions at by other attorneys. Um, sure. So, for any of those out there listening who have one live uh, viewer at the moment, um, feel free to ask questions about for any, any one of us, of course, Christopher included. Um, but let's let's kick things off with your founder story. I'll, I'll put the, the the big video on you. Uh why don't you share kind of what, what got you into the law and what, and what kind of then what got you into wanting to start your own practice? Tell sure. us about that.
2: Let's see. Well, I've been practicing for 23 years now um, and uh, some down in Oregon and then some here. I mean, before I went out on my own in 2009, actually, um, worked for a couple of firms, one down in Oregon, a small tax boutique firm, and uh, then moved up here and uh, pretty much the same thing, small tax boutique firm. I have an element tax law, so I deal with complex estate planning, high-end wealth, um, business formations, business transactions. Um, You and I should talk then. Yeah, well, let's see. and of course, Matt, you got sorry, the, no. So you got the, and then, the, and they got the occasional tax audits from the IRS. I get a lot of that. So, oh. and some international. I, actually, I went to law school to do international business transactions. Unfortunately, when I came out of law school after I got my LLM, the economy was not doing what I thought it would be doing, and I uh, had to take a different path. But, uh, okay. but luckily, I'm actually doing a lot of international work here. Even though I am in Olympia, I do have, have clients here that do have projects internationally uh australia china korea canada belize and some europe um so I, i'm kind of getting back wow. to the core although uh, i still basically about a third a third a third based on um, of um you know estate planning business firm formations transactions and then the tax stuff okay so um so i mean before i went on my own in 09 um i was with firms again doing estate planning complex estate planning complex business planning and things like that um unfortunately i my, i timed probably my exit uh I was a, probably wrong because I went out in the height of the Great Recession
1: in July. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I was like 2009 would be like the I worst time to open your own firm. Well,
2: <laughs> well unfortunately, well, I mean, if, if we're located, I mean, although Olympia is the state capital of Washington, we're very, very uh, agricultural-based, you know, farms, timber, things like that. And uh, the the clients that we have, they are very, they had uh, at our firm were very, very asset-rich, but cash-poor so i mean they would basically you know they have all this inherent wealth but they couldn't spend it so basically and then some of the work dried up for one and then two i I was the quote-unquote low man on the total total so to speak i was eight years of experience but i was doing all the drafting and Mm things that i was kind of kind of got burned out on that um so i mean yes despite my you know better angels i decided to go out on my own um luckily I actually had, uh, I I had made some connections before I went out on my own. I made some connections with some other uh, estate planning and other attorneys in the area. Is it when that that was in Oregon when you were there? Actually, no, this is in Washington. I mean, actually in, um, so um, that was in Washington. And then, um, but then when I was, I stayed stayed local because my family's here. Um, So, um, and then, but luckily I made some connections with some attorneys and they were able to refer to me very, very, Lucrative case involved um, a divorce, very very contentious divorce. Um, and after three and a half years, they finally came to an agreement as far as how to divide their assets. Um, Come on, but,
1: you, you, you and, never, and they decided to give them all to you.
2: No, the, well, the issue the issue was <laughs> the issue was I mean, they, they made the they made the division. But unfortunately, they had 15 limited partnerships, and of course they don't want to be in partnership with your ex spouse. So, they came to me to see how can we split up this this limited partnership um some people have
0: babies a lot of people have limited partnerships
2: i mean right so limited partnerships so we so we can basically split them up tax-free into single member llc's that's where i came into play unfortunately um that was you know i i came under the misconception that you know i i know people are going to come see me because of what i can do you know so i don't need to worry about marketing i don't need to go out and you know network or things like that unfortunately that, that Gravy training ended pretty quickly. So then I learned the hard way that, you know, basically you have to go out and actually put the footwork in to do these things. So I started a lot of, I mean, a lot of networking, um, a lot, a lot of, a lot of networking. Unfortunately, yeah. that took me out of the office. On, hold on <laughs> a second. I want to
0: hear about that, but I want to go back. I want to go back to um, that point where you're jumping because I think that's yeah. where a lot of, maybe where our listeners maybe be either on now right. or after the fact. So you said you were at a sort of call it a medium-sized firm for eight years.
2: As a small firm, I mean, three small. attorneys, three attorneys. And okay, so it's small. Okay. And, it's and small.
0: so if you want to share a little more details as to why you left.
2: Um, again, I mean, I got tired of just doing the grunt work. I mean, I was basically, and I was not basically, I, again, I was not really encouraged to go out and do things on my own. I mean, and, or you know, go out and develop my own clientele. I mean, that was for the rainmaker principal of the firm. Just and years you were just grinding was well that- i mean i mean six years in oregon and then moved up and so two and a half years in washington but still yeah. it was yeah i mean i was doing the drafting which is great but i mean i was not really really encouraged to go out and do more than that i mean and then i wasn't given the tools to to actually help expand the firm and all that so and then of course the burnout happened and of course you know you know the the money just wasn't coming in for the firm either so there's kind of a mutual thing that we went kind of part ways because Again, as I mentioned, you know, there was you no, know, the economy was taking at the time. So this is
0: 09, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so, you know, exactly. How did you make so, those connections with those lawyers? You're
2: saying, what were some of the big ways that you, you reached out, you know, made those connections? before I before I left? I mean, I was doing a lot. I mean, I was doing some networking. I mean, basically bar association functions, um, you know, basically some maybe ribbon cuttings, things like that. But uh, so, yeah, you know, again, just getting out of the community and doing some of that. But, I mean, that's building connections, but that wasn't really developing a clientele. But luckily, I had made those connections, and so they were able to carry me at least uh, at the, the first start, the first year of my uh, independence, so to speak, of setting out on my firm. Unfortunately, you know, I you know, again, I hadn't realized that the, the money just wasn't there to keep sustaining on that. So, basically, I had to go out and actually do the work, do the networking, the, uh, the footwork networking and all that. Um, I dabbled in the internet, but the internet marketing was so, so new that everybody said they're an expert, but nobody was. Um, yeah. so it's basically, but through, you know, years of effort and trial and error, I mean, and, you know, hitting the right people, you know, I built a solid referral base, networking base that I was getting clients and getting work that way. Um, but it does take a lot of effort. Doesn't take a lot of time. Does take a lot of patience. Um, and then come 2018, um, I was presented with a opportunity to go on a trade mission to China uh, with the Washington uh, uh, Commerce Department, um, as well as the Thurston County, which is Olympia, uh, Economic Development Council, and we went on a, on a trade mission to China in Shanghai, the first ever international uh, international import expo. Um, and I mean, it was huge. Um, and I went with a couple of clients. I presented this opportunity to my clients, and they, because they were thinking about doing some trade in China. Yeah, and I decided that if they were going to go, I'm going to go too. Why not? Be a great experience, you know. Do kind of again go back into the international stuff that I wanted to do when I went to law school. So I took that opportunity, went to China, um, and at the same time, I was actually working with a, another attorney, kind of mentoring her. Um, she's Chinese, but uh, she just put out her own shingle. Um, um, she's had plenty of years of experience, but, but they were mostly government work she got tired of government work and she said that she wanted to go out and do her own thing. Yeah. You know, and she was she had some clients of, of Chinese, uh, you know, um, Chinese origin. And uh, when I came back from China, you know, and she came to me, and say, I have these clients from China that need help. And so, you know, I th- you know, I thought about mentoring her, but I thought, well, this might be a great time to actually pivot into something that I really wanted to do, which was the international. And rather than just mentor, I decided, well, why not bring her in as a partner and we'll form our own firm, which is North Star Law Group. And that was established on April 1st of 2019. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Unfortunately, no, yeah. unfortunately. No April Fool's Joe. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah. But unfortunately, the, the timing for that was not right. Either one, um, trade war, that just kicked off. So while we had some clients, because the idea was to help you know, Chinese expats you know, develop, you know, set up their own businesses here. Okay. And unfortunately, I mean, that kind of dried up, and then COVID hit. So, yeah, the the double whammy. Right. Um. So, and then um, ultimately, my partner Ruth, she decided that she didn't want to do, you know, do that. So, while she is still tied to our firm, she's of counsel, you know, and I give her projects to work on. But she actually is working as a ALJ in Seattle right now. Uh-huh. Um. Just lifestyle choice um, that she wanted to make. But. Yeah. Um, I, but we still work together on various projects. But um, for the most part, it's me now. But uh, so um, yeah. But it's a great experience. I mean, I, and it taught me that you know how to start working with uh, with you know a, a partner and also employees. Because until that time, I really didn't have any employees. I was basically a one man shop, and that is not a way to run an law firm. Basically, I was not running a business. I was running me, and basically just hoping for the best and going from there. But uh, once I you know formed the firm, I you know hired employees. You know, I had to put on my big boy pants and, you know, actually start running a, a law firm and doing all the things that a successful law firm does as a business. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't teach you how to you know run a business in law school. That's not their job. So it's right. kind of trial, a lot of trial and error. Yeah. You know, and every day I'm discovering new things about what I could do to improve the business part of the firm. But, um, um but I mean, since 2019, yeah, uh, I mean, we've been going uh, leaps and bounds. I mean, I have a staff of four. Okay. Um, some remote, some here, and um, yeah, we get along great. So, what
0: were some of the best. Uh, what was your first hire? I'll say, um, aside from the partnership.
2: My first hire was actually um, a quote quote, I, I got a recent graduate from uh, University of Washington. He's had an MBA, um, and uh, he. I hired him as, as my paralegal because he was interested in going into the into the law field. Uh-huh. Um, ult- ultimately, I mean, he was with me for a year. Great, great guy. Um, but ultimately, he decided that, yes, he wanted to be in law, but he wanted to be in law enforcement. He actually wanted to go in the FBI and do forensic accounting for the FBI. Okay. So wow. that being said, he said, well, I'm leaving, but um, I, my sister's interested. So, so I hired his sister, Alexandra, um, and she is now my office manager, executive assistant, and she has done a wonderful job. I could not be where I am without her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hired my in-person uh, hire Aaron and she is my um, she's here my secretary slash social media manager she's a great job with that and then I hired um, Olivia who is actually out Alex, Alexander's sister um, and she's my paralegal um, and she does the drafting on all the business stuff so um, it's been it's been great And I think one of the big things is hire the right people um, make sure that I mean get along and of course always maintain a a good culture open culture transparent culture be honest with your staff but um you know but hire hire good people because you i mean i found out the hard way that i cannot do this on my own yeah and also the next also the thing is also get a good support system around you as well um like i said you know we didn't go to law school to learn business so hire coaches i have a business coach He's a wonderful guy. Does a great job of me as for keeping me in check, so that way I don't chase after the next shiny thing that's out there. I mean, because right. I mean, we get in. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know that we get inundated with various offers, like, oh, we could. This is how we could help your firm, or this, is, you know, what we could do for you, type of thing. And they all look uh, shiny and great and all that stuff too. And the temptation is to do all of it because you want to have that, you know, that, that system that's going to, you know, be the next best thing. Unfortunately, that doesn't necessarily work out right um so there's a lot of trial and error that way and make sure you have good systems too because what i'm trying to do is trying to automate as much as i can um you know so you know the clients basically input all their information into our system and um basically and then all our systems automate and fill out our forms uh, whether it be business formations or estate planning so that way we don't have to input the information the idea is to avoid human error um, you know, so that way, if there is an error, we could always say that. Well, that's how you filled it out. I mean, and that's that's how it is. I mean, um, now, granted, of course, we vet it, but I mean, it's always ha- nice to have that, you know, AI aspect of the firm to kind of catch those errors that shouldn't be made. Yeah.
0: Um, well, you yeah, got a very lean operation, sounds like. So, I mean, so tell me, you've got three sort of staff, including one paralegal. Um,
2: tell me why have you not pulled the trigger on an associate? or someone else to do legal work. I, I think the reason I haven't done that yet is because I'm trying to solidify our systems. I mean, I want, I want to get to, a, I mean, and that's, we're st- right now we're still going, we're going back through our policies and procedures, making sure that everything's buttoned up so that we were a lean, mean, fighting machine. So that we, we're not, fight, you know, if I bring on a, uh, if we bring on an associate, we already have a place for them. they you know, they're plug and play. We know, you know, they, they know what the rules are. They know how to work the systems i don't have to spend my time training them as you know and do, doing the things that i need to do to bring them on my goal is to bring on an associate next year okay um, not necessarily in the area that i'm in i was thinking more along the lines of business litigation i'm not a litigator i hate going to court i mean the only time i go to court is when i open a probate and i hate that um but because that is not my skill set i want to but i want to hire somebody that's complementary to what i do um i actually have i'm entering a uh a student at gonzaga he's interested in business litigation slash securities law um so which is an interesting combination i actually took securities law in law school i was actually pretty good at it but i decided not to go into that field because the liability is so high i i, I wanted to know what not to do so i didn't to get sued so anyway um but just to hire somebody that's complementary not necessarily what i do per se but um something that will fill in those gaps that i don't have that i have in my firm excuse me
0: love it love it yeah I can't think of any subject I was necessarily good at in law school. Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I passed, right? <laughs>
1: I was I was good at trademarks.
0: It's awesome.
1: Trademarks, trademarks, trademarks. Full See, life is trademarks.
0: Okay. And you're in year. what, what year are you with? I mean, I anyway, know North Star is relatively new. But right. uh, on your
2: own, if you will, how long have you been out? See, I started in July of 09, So that's basically 14 years. See, 14 okay. years.
0: Here, folks. There it is. Your 14th year, and you're still – working on your systems and your process. I and mean, this is a it's, work in progress, right? It,
2: it never ends. It, it could always be tightened up.
1: Yes, I love it. I always feel like there's a, every law firm has evolutions, right, of growth and change, right? You know, it sounds like you're kind of in that period where you're, you know, mastering the systems, getting everything in place so that, you know, you're laying the groundwork for future growth right
2: and i mean and to be honest my my idea is not necessarily to grow so much it's it's just be enough to be comfortable because you know i I mean i do have a family you know wife, three kids and you know i want to be able to enjoy my time with them as well so the more if i try to grow too much then basically i'm putting too much strain on that aspect of it i mean we have the quality of life element you know you know we're all human beings you know we're not here for our jobs you know as much as i like to say the neurostar is mine and it is but i mean i have a life outside of this as well so i mean it used to be early on in my career, I wanted to take on the world, I wanted to expand, I want to have five offices, you know, Seattle, Shanghai. Actually, I used to have an office in Shanghai for a year. Yeah. Um, and, um, but I realized that, you know, really it comes down to quality of life. So just, as long as I'm comfortable enough to basically, you know, take care of everybody, you know, go on vacations, you know, basically retire comfortably, then that's all I need. I don't necessarily need to take over the world to become the next Lane Powell or Stoll Reeves. Those are the big firms in Seattle. Um, I don't necessarily need to have that for fulfillment, so
0: love that. love that. you make it your own. that's what it's all about. And um, let's take a moment on trademarks. I mean, so North Star, North Star. Your name's not North Star. no one's named North, right So what or star for that matter what How did you come up with that name
2: and how has that guided you? Well, we and that's the thing, the guidance part. and the reason we came up with that is, again, we want to have something that basically we're trying to guide you to the right outcome. In your case yeah. but we also wanted to find a name that actually translated well into chinese and i i used to be fluent in japanese i lived in japan for three and a half years right um so i mean and again with the international side i wanted something that would translate fairly easy mm-hmm. um and with all of that and I, I mean and before i formed north star is basically christopher tl brown attorney law plc right and that was me i mean unfortunately and unfortunately it, it was there was that point where i my identity was tied so much to the firm that, that's that's all I live for. And luckily, I mean, once I formed North Star, I was able to kind of detach a little bit, have that separation again. I mean, I'm very, very proud of my firm and what we've accomplished, but it's not the end all be all of being a, a lawyer. So there is, I mean, uh, you know.
1: It also makes it easier for you to sell the practice down the road when it's time to attract.
2: Yes, eventually. Yes, and that's, I mean, and, and ultimately, I do want to build a, a saleable firm. So and, that's, right. and once we develop the systems and you know get the infrastructure in there, then we'll have a actual you know, viable asset to sell, as opposed to just me. You no, know? <laughs> I don't. I don't plan on you know freezing, you know, cryogenically my my brain, uh, brain and being a swing on, on like Futurama, you know, and uh, living forever in a, in a jar. But uh, love that.
0: Um, well, anyway, to get you off to your next meeting here in about a few minutes here. But uh, some things I wrote down: business coach, right? Yes. Being humble, mm-hmm. getting uh-huh. advice yourself. Love that. Um, you know, and, and still working on processes in year 14, 15. Um, I also wrote down a big goal of yours is getting an associate next year. That's wonderful. Uh, And you're taking your time last thing on that. So what are you doing to prepare? You mentioned systems and processes, but as you go into actually putting an ad out or interviewing, you know, what
2: kind of an attorney do you want? What are you looking for? Um, I I want somebody that's uh, relatively fresh out of law school Younger, um, right. younger. I mean, somebody that I could kind of train in how I operate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's kind of how I, I get my staff as well. Somebody that's relatively new to the area of law. Uh, I th- I think it's a lot of the things that we could train. You know, they don't necessarily have to have a background in that. And especially because you know every every employer is different. You know, I my my way of managing is different than somebody else's. Um, so, I, and I want to make sure that there's a good fit. And as far as you know, working with my staff working you know we have a good community line of communication um i don't want to have somebody that has some sort of um old ideas embedded in, in their prior history right and to, i'm fighting against that i mean i want to be able to kind and of unlearn unteach. Un- un- exactly and i don't want to have to have that stress of trying to fight through that history so that's why i mean that's why somebody younger somebody that's willing to learn um because what we do is very i mean the tax law is very very technical um and i mean somebody's willing to learn how to actually read the tax code apply it um, and then you know, in various situations, and again in complex estate planning, and you know, business formations and transactions and things like that. So, yeah.
0: got it. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's a very good approach. Um, we had tried, you know, I don't want to take too much time here, but bull, we we have tried the whole, you know, intern, you know, brand new associate, mm-hmm. uh, and we we over time we kind of learned, you know, what we're not, you know, well suited to do the training, the on the job stuff is a real. Right it is a full it and anyway. It definitely takes away from time you can build time you can you know actually be right. profitable so we're kind of in the mindset now just just to be candid you know if, hey yeah, we're looking for those that are two or three years out <laughs> that right. have kind of base knowledge that we can then
2: go from but right you know. but then again going back to my point that that's why i'm trying to get the systems in place so that way i don't have to spend time fighting that uh, fighting or working with that and then you know onboarding a new associate yeah, I'd be able to kind of devote my full attention to that, so that way, it's, again, so it's an easy transition for this new person to come in. I mean, not a whole lot of training, and that's or have you know my back office staff, especially my assistant Alex, um, kind of handle that part of the onboarding. I mean, whereas and then I just kind of go into the technical aspects of actually doing the law. Love it.
0: All right, For Well, if anyone's listening here, or maybe after the fact, are you okay if we give out your email address if they have questions for you and they want to follow? Sure. Up with yeah, my okay.
2: email address is my email address is Chris C H R I S. Yep. Yeah. At N is in Nancy, S is in Sam, law, G is in Gary, R is in Richard, P is in Paul.com. There it is.
0: And uh, any final words of wisdom, things to share with our audience here as we as we wrap up?
2: Um, I think probably the biggest thing is based, uh, one um, be patient. Um, these things do not develop overnight. I mean, and so it, and it's a lot of hard, hard work. I mean, there's a lot of time out there that you need to spend doing it. Um. Uh, be humble and always be willing to ask for help. I mean, we're we're not an island, so yeah. get good people around you and you'll succeed. Thank you
0: so much, Chris. For appreciate your time and we'll we'll be in touch. And all right, thanks always for uh, for bold patents. Myself, we'll see you guys next week on the bold lawyer show. Have a good day, everybody. All right, thank you.